Hey there, this is Yulia, executive function coach, and I help parents and their kids create better systems for getting along and getting stuff done. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Naomi Rodriguez. She is the conscious parent coach. And Naomi and I wanted to uh, have this conversation today about what is parenting? Are we complicating this idea of what it means to be a parent? What are some of these patterns that she and I notice when we're working with families? And how can we really debunk some of these myths that are out there? How can we simplify this idea of parenting and look at it from a different perspective? that allows us to really step into the role confidently and consciously and know that what you are doing as a parent, you know that you are doing it, you know, quote unquote, right. Like you're going in the right direction. You know what you're doing is helping your kid and you are creating a relationship that feels good, that feels secure, that your child knows that they can come to you if they're struggling, they can come to you for reassurance, they can come for you for, you know, love and to get their needs met. So we um, were having this conversation earlier about, you know, if we could really simplify parenting, I had, you know, I was saying like, I want to revolutionize parenting, <laughs> I want to get it to a point where it's redefined. And Naomi, you said something great, you said, well, what is parenting? So that's what sparked this conversation. So Naomi, say hello to our audience. Hi, we'll I'm Naomi Rodriguez. And yes, we're going to look at parenting from a different perspective today. So Naomi, before we started recording, we kind of like threw some notes up on our little vision board in where we are here. And we were trying to look at, you know, what are some of the things I see as an executive function coach? What are some of the things you see as a conscious parenting coach? What are some of these patterns that we're noticing? And I'm just gonna uh, jump into the conversation and start at the top. So the first thing we sort of talked about is, you know, we see our kids as students like they are learning from us we are their teachers and it's our job to teach them everything they need to know so that they can go and like be successful out in the world so they could be happy and we live in a really complicated world yes there's so many skills that they need there's so many things to know there's so much stuff that they need to be able to juggle yes and I believe that we put too much pressure on ourselves to be that perfect parent, which I don't even know if it exists, but we get lost in, we need to teach them because we're older, we know better. And really the question is, what is parenting and how do we know we're doing it right? How do we know that what we're teaching our children is the direction they need to go in? And so... The, so we kind of said, okay, if the parent is the teacher, right, in this, mm -hmm. in this perspective, then parents, you know, one thing I see a lot is, you know, you guys are lecturing your kid, just nonstop lecturing, lecturing, lecturing. You're trying to spoon feed them these values, these ideas, these skills, and they don't want to hear it. So how do we teach our kids? And as a, an executive function coach, I know my best tool is as a model. I know I'm actually teaching a lot more when I'm quiet and when I'm modeling the behaviors that I would like, you know, my students to pick up from me and 
instead of lecturing, right? Like right. instead of considering that this kid is my student, you know, what can parents do? And we were talking about, well, what if your child is your teacher? Let's reverse that perspective. Well, what if your child is your teacher? What can you learn from your child? So Naomi, you had some really cool ideas about that. So I think that what our children can teach us is how we're looking at ourselves in the mirror. When we show our child who we are, that's when they learn the most. Not when we're lecturing to them, not when we're telling them how to do it, but how we model these different behaviors, these different emotions is what helps the child to connect on an emotional level with you. We can talk until we're blue in the face, but if we sit down and we validate our children and we listen to what they have to say, that's when we connect on a heart space level with our children. And when we have a child that we can connect with, instead of lecturing at, we have a much easier time parenting them. It's like, it's like that song that you love, that you're dancing, you feel the groove, that's the type of parenting you want to have. You want to enjoy that child for who they are, not who you think they should be. Mm. There's a couple things you said I'm going to dive into because they're, they're both awesome. So first is that feeling of being connected where, you know, some parents, like when you're lecturing, like you don't feel good. You feel like you're talking at them and they're not listening. Like it doesn't feel yummy, right? right. And we have this perception, well, parenting is hard and it's not always, you know, roses and butterflies. And I, I get that. There's some tough situations. But I think like if you're coming away from that experience and you're feeling icky about it and you're feeling like you're disconnected, that's your clue to like, oh, you know what? There's something here that doesn't feel right. And so when I hear you explaining it like a dance and like you're jiving and you're you know there's a rhythm there that says to me like oh parenting is actually fun and there's a dance that you're doing and it, it should sort of feel like a lot of the times it, it can feel good and um, happy right it, it makes parenting much more comfortable when you have a child that comes to you with their problems with stories they want to share when you have that open road to your child's heart and that child has an open road to your heart and you connect versus lecturing and you are interested in what they have to say and you make their emotions something that matters you acknowledge when they're having a tough time instead of telling them they shouldn't be feeling these things it's it's not for us to decide what they should be feeling it's just the way it is and we as parents if we're the teachers we then need to teach how to hold space and allow them to have that moment so that they can move past those emotions. Mm. So tying that back to what we were saying. So instead of the perspective of I'm my child's teacher and they need to learn from me and that means I have to like spoon feed them information and lecture them. Even if they're not listening, I'm going to lecture till I'm boo in the face. And even if it feels icky and disconnected, I'm, you know, that's my job as a parent. And we're like, no, let's flip it. So if you're no longer your child's teacher and they are your teacher, what can you learn from your child? Okay, I can share what I have learned sure. from my child, which today I consider him my greatest teacher. When I saw my, my child 
he, he was this little person, but he was saying everything I, that came out of my mouth. Mm. He was like a tape recorder. And when I looked at him and I said, oh, my God, this is what I'm teaching my child. How nasty I am. How short I am. I have no patience. And I don't have time for this. You need to get it together. When I was able to step back and go, wow, my child's suffering. My child is struggling because he's having a moment. He doesn't know his body, his mind doesn't know exactly what to do. So they're showing a way that's not doesn't look good to us. We want to change that. No, we have to allow for them to feel in order for them to show us the person that we expect them to be. One other thing I heard you say, which I, I think... There's something here, like at the core of what we're talking about, if we can really boil down parenting to one action, to one really practical, concrete action, and that's that's what I like to do. I'm a systems person, you know, I like to, you know, talk about the theory and, and all that stuff, but like, right. okay, so what do I do? And there's this idea, like what you and I are trying to do, Naomi, we're trying to really simplify this and, and give parents like tools, right? Right. So one thing I heard you use the word validate. So what does it mean to validate your child, validate their emotions, and how do you put that into practice as a parent? So when my child is struggling for whatever he's frustrated, I allow for him to I do what you call hold space. I allow for him to have his emotions. I say, I see you're having a really tough time right now. I can, we can talk about it. I can sit here. I can leave or I can come back when you're feeling better. We can talk about it. And then once we can work through that, it, for, I allow him to be the individual he needs to be and to learn from his own emotions. And then I try to guide those emotions that saying those emotions are good and even when he has big emotions I say there are three things you can't do destroy property hurt yourself or hit other people otherwise you can punch the pillow you, we all have these emotions and especially kids are in puberty their their amygdala is getting all of these uh, emotions they don't know what to do with we need to allow for our child to work through those emotions on their own so when we hold space and allow for them and say I I you even can check your memory bank and go when did I feel like this like my son for example struggled with his weight and they were bullying him for being chubby and I, and I when he came home and started crying and I want to cry too because I remember what that felt and I said you know what I remember I was bullied too because I was chubby. And when I shared that experience with my son, it was like the, the stress and all, everything on his face just melted away because he realized that he's just like me. We are all human. We all feel differently. And when someone you can share age-appropriate your imperfections when you're a child, not only do you grow, they grow into a better relationship of connection but at a heart level because I don't only feel with my heart I see with my heart what my child is going through mm. so I hear and see with my heart I want to hone in on something you said that even these big emotions are okay and that you allow your child you hold that space for them and this is really important because you know some parents 
with the best intentions, with the absolute best intentions, feel like it is their job to fix their child's emotions, to fix their child's problems, to use logic in those moments in order to start problem solving. And again, it's coming from a place of love. Yes. But what what we observe when we're working with parents is that also is coming from a place of that parent being uncomfortable with their own emotions with the idea that it's okay if their child is struggling and it's okay if they're feeling these feelings that it's not your job as a parent because you you can't anyway you can't fix the feeling and I speak to parents who say how much it breaks their heart if their child is going through something like that and they are you know the the silent message the invisible message you're giving to your child when you are uncomfortable with their emotions is oh there's something wrong here there's something wrong with you you're not supposed to be feeling upset we need to fix this right away and I'm going to fix this for you and what that does is it creates so much space like it, it says to your child like oh you can't come to me with your emotions because there's something wrong and you might need to be like ashamed of this or you know you're broken I need to fix you so kids stop coming to parents Correct. when they're feeling certain things and then what happens is those emotions they need a way to get out so they get out through destructive behaviors dysfunctional behaviors tantrums breaking things hurting themselves and drugs yes homelessness yes crimes that's what it all leads to all that all those emotions we don't allow for them to speak they then have to medicate in some way shape or form and do something not to feel what we're telling them is not okay. Right. So when we make their emotions okay, they can work through them as they get older and, and see that what they're feeling is okay and they have the tools now yes. to be able to handle those. They can name them, oh, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling sad. And all of these emotions are perfectly healthy and normal to have because if we didn't have them, then how could we guide through life? Right. So, no shame. And no no blame on parents because, like a lot of us, we were raised by our parents and they were raised by their parents and their parents. So we have these generations of parents who were taught some tools that weren't that great and the way that they managed their own emotions and the way that they handled their kids' emotions, they were programmed with these subconscious patterns and... You know, I remember recently, I'll tell a little story. Uh, I was raised in a way where I needed to be smiling and happy. And and if I wasn't, then there was something wrong. And then I had to explain myself. And like, you know, there was no reason for you to feel sad. What are you talking about? You have a family. You have all the food. You have a house. Right. Suck it up. Right. Exactly. Because it's a sign of weakness or people are going to judge you or something. They're going to judge my parents based on how I was behaving. And I went through this period in life where I was trying, I was, I think it's called like toxic positivity where I was trying to pretend everything was great, telling myself like, it's okay. I have no control over it. So I may as well be happy. And that caused me to really develop some physical symptoms in my body. I had irritable bowel syndrome for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, well, I need to start eating healthy. I need to start exercising. I need to watch what I put in my body, maybe change my diet. None of that stuff was working. And finally, you know, someone said like, well, 
have you tried just acknowledging your feelings? I go, what are you talking about? Like yelling or punching something? They're like, no, just saying to yourself how you feel in that moment, even just in your head. Mm-hmm. Naomi, I did that. I did it that day. Two days later, my uh, my body, it was fine. You yeah. know, the syndrome went away. Mm-hmm. Because all I did was I acknowledged how I felt. I felt crappy, I acknowledged it. Boom, right. anxiety lowered feeling healthier and better. So anyway, I know that was a bit of a tangent, but it shows the importance of identifying your feelings, being able to acknowledge them, and being okay coming to other people for comfort. So tying this back to parenting, you know, as a parent, when you are okay with your child's emotions, then you can teach them how to actually navigate those emotions. But that means you have to be okay with your emotions correct too yes and it requires self-care for a parent Mm. to be in touch with who they are how are they feeling having their own emotions so what somewhat in check okay I see they're having a tough time I'm gonna take a breath I'm gonna step back I'm gonna allow for them to have this space and I'm just gonna be neutral Mm. in in allowing for that space yeah because as we as as you're saying when we take all these emotions in they develop in other things like irritable bowel or you know um drugs and alcohol because they just cannot take of how worthless they feel yeah and our instinct our pattern might be to avoid the emotion because it does give us a sense of momentary relief it does But what we aren't recognizing is the fact that that is building and storing in our body. And if we are not taking care of ourselves, like if you as a parent do not take care of yourself and really do the things that fill your bucket, stuff that you love, talk to people who you can really connect with or get some therapy or do some exercise or whatever it is that helps you really feel a true sense of relief and clear out some of this stuff out of your body, then your kid is going to be able to really easily trigger you and you will not be able to hold that space for their emotions. You will want to fix it right away so that you don't have to feel, you know, um, that sense of failure, failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that for a minute. You know, some parents think like, okay, if my child is acting out because I'm a bad parent, my child is struggling, you know, because I did something wrong and I am ashamed of that. So every time that they're doing something that's a dysfunctional behavior or defiant or disrespectful. Oh man, I hear that word so often. So often. So disrespectful. But they can't be respectful to their child. So guess why the child's disrespectful. Right. (laughs) So we get stuck in these patterns of dysfunction because of these beliefs that we have. Oh my God, what are people going to think? Or, uh, you know, I'm not a good parent because my child acts this way or that way. Uh, and if, if I don't teach them right now that this is wrong, that they are not supposed to do this, then they are going to think it's okay. If I don't shame them or if I don't punish them, then they're going to learn that it's okay for them to be like this. And my job as a parent is to teach my kid that this is not acceptable, that they need to respect, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And we get stuck in this cycle of punishing and shaming and fearing. And what we don't recognize is that stuff isn't working. That is not your job as a parent. So we think that if we don't react with punish 
and blaming, and we, we don't fix it, we're going to teach our kids that what they're doing is okay, and that is not okay. So how can we help parents, Naomi? How can we get past this belief? Because it is BS. It's, it's a pretty big myth. But what I'm noticing is, you know, that's how you were parented, and that's how you're going to parent. Right. Uh, how do we break the cycle? I, I think that parents need to take that time to see what is it that their heart's craving? What is it that's going to fill those um, bad emotions that they're having? How can they release them and be more present and um, for their child in a way where we are really their role models, but they are our teachers? Mm. Because they're teaching us, I believe, from where our parents left off, where our parents didn't let us have those emotions of anger and sadness and frustration. They, those were all considered bad, but those, when we look at them, they are healthy emotions that allow us to navigate everyday life. If you're a parent, for example, and you're having a bad day, and you're feeling depressed, or you're overwhelmed, and your child, let's say, is acting out and you're easily triggered and you might have this pattern of yelling at them to get them to calm down because yelling works, it gets their attention and it's like, oh, oh mom's mad, I better stop. And so let's say that's like a very temporary solution. In that moment, how do you take a step back and clean that up a little bit? So when... Um... When I see that my son is coming at me in a way that could be um, frustrating, disrespectful, I take a second. And this was not always easy. And I had to work on being able to be in the space. And I go, okay, he's struggling right now. So I can't share my struggle with him. I'm going to allow for him to have his struggle. And I'm going to be a soft place for him to fall. I'm going to be that space where he's, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to acknowledge that he's upset. I am going to allow for him to be upset. And I'm going to just, I'm here and we can talk about it. Do you need a hug? Is there something I can do to, to help you out to get through these emotions and work from there and have my child maybe guide me. And if he's not interested, then I walk away and say, I'm going to leave. I'm going to let you have your feelings I'm gonna leave but as soon as you feel like you can talk just call me and I'll come back mm. or I can just stay here and when you're ready you can come to me yeah and that's how we allow for to hold no matter what's going on with us we have to take that acknowledgement that right now is a moment that your child is having mm -hmm. it's not your moment it's his moment and we need to step back and be the parent and allow for them to have their healthy emotions and then move forward from that with compassion and empathy for the ways that our child is struggling. Mm -hmm. We all struggle in some way. Yeah. One thing I know about myself as I'm listening to you talk is like, I, I know a lot of this stuff. Like I've been reading it, I've been teaching it, I've been mm -hmm. practicing it, but like with my own family, Sometimes it goes straight out the window and I become that person, right? I'm right. like the reactive, irrita irritable, like easily irritated. You know, I have anxiety, I have ADHD, and sometimes I just, I lose control, control. Right. and I react and I'll yell or I'll say something nasty, Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and, but like a few minutes later, I feel so 
so bad. I regret it. So one thing I know is even in those really challenging moments where we can't... Right, we can't keep it together. And that's normal too. Yeah. It's normal for parents not to be able to keep it together in that moment. But then we have what we go, we go back and we clean it up. Right. So let's talk about that for a second because, you know, I know parents feel like once you learn this stuff, then the shame comes. Oh my gosh, if only I had known this five years ago, he wouldn't have X, Y, Z. If only I started doing this earlier, you know, he could have had a better time in school. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of fear for the future. There's a lot of shame. So, you know, we've spoken to so many parents about this specific thing. And I want to tell parents, even in the worst moments, those are wonderful opportunities to model how to clean that up. So Naomi, how have you done this? Because you say you're a work in progress and you're really yes, upfront. I, <laughs> I am a work in progress and I have had my moments of yelling and screaming and then looking in the mirror and going, who is that person? <laughs> Where my child has a scared look on their face from my yelling, you know, but... Um, uh, when it's quiet, once I can calm down and everything's calm, it doesn't even have to be the same day. I find the best time to talk to my son is on the way home from school because mm. it's just he and I. They're trapped in that car with that's you, right? It, that's it. You can't <laughs> go anywhere. And I say, you know what? What I did yesterday was ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. But, you know, I'm sorry. I allowed for my emotions to take the best of me and. You know, I, I, I'm a work in progress, and how can I make it better? Mm. How can I be, uh, I ask my child, you know, how can I clean it up? How, how, uh, how, do you, how did you feel? And allow for him to express his feelings, and then together we can talk about our different emotions that we're struggling with and know that we're all imperfect human beings. Yeah. We all have moments where we lose it. And when we can go back and say, you know, I had a really tough time. I had a tough time controlling my own emotions. And I didn't think before I spoke. And I reacted in a way that I'm sorry about. And I just want to say I'm sorry for the way that I reacted to you. And I'm going to work to make sure that I can get better at doing this thing called parenting. Beautiful. I love that. And I like to talk to parents too. Like, look... If you can accept yourself with all your flaws, if you can be kind to yourself, if you can acknowledge it out loud to your kid, that listen, dude, I'm not perfect and I'm trying to navigate this the best I can too and I'm here to, you know, we're here to do this together. And I also say I've never been a parent before. This is a brand new job for me. (laughs) That's great. Like, you know, I didn't even have an interview. Guys just hired. <laughs> That's a good one. And you know, like, when your kid knows that you're okay with you, with all your faults and all the things, and yeah. you're doing work on yourself, exactly. guess what? That must mean that you're okay with them, and you fully accept them for the good and the bad and the ugly and the beautiful and the ups and the downs and all that, and you're just here on this journey together, and take so much of the pressure off you yes. and them and guess what? You can start to enjoy each other's time. What? Yes. Yeah, it's like <laughs> my teenager, 15. Mom, look at this on his phone. And I'm like, is this my child? He's sharing because yeah. I, uh, you know, a video games. So those are like, it's, it's, it's a nightmare with the video games, getting them off the video games. But I started sitting with my child mm. and saying, what is it that you love about this so much? So now... 
because they say how beautiful it is. The graphics are amazing. So now he comes to me, Mom, look at this. Right. Isn't this beautiful? And I mean, that that's like, it fills my heart to know that my child can come to me and share what he loves. Yeah. And, but, you know, he loves it. And I get, I say, I understand how much you love it. We all have to stop things, you know. Things come to an end. Mm -hmm. There's beginnings and there's ends. And there's just an end to the video games for today. And then tomorrow, yeah. we have a whole new day to do it again. But when we allow for them to come to us and have that, what I call heart space conversation, where they can share their deepest and darkest hurts and joys with you, you're doing a good job. When your child is coming to you to share information with you, you know you're doing a good job. When your child's coming to you and yelling at you and you're yelling at them, then that, that, that that's craziness. Yeah. And here's one thing I want to say too, because it's not all sunshine and butterflies. So no. one thing uh, that's kind of scary for parents is when their kid, like what do we call, goes into the red zone and they are punching, screaming, kicking, yelling that again that that's okay let them express that they actually it's a sign of a healthy relationship because they feel safe enough to come to you and express all those big things and your response in that moment is really important when i see a child like that mm -hmm. i go oh my god that child has so much hurt so much pain they're really suffering inside. When a child is having these big emotions, there's nothing more that I want to do mm -hmm. than take that child and just hug it mm -hmm. and just say, you know what, I love you no matter what. Right. And we're going to work through this. These are just things that we need to figure out together. And when a child realizes that you accept them, even with that big behavior, and you're able to hug them and kiss them like they're the <laughs> best thing that ever happened, because they are, we just don't know it. <laughs> We, we have a much better relationship with our child. Because our child, I believe, if we allow for them to be our teachers, they grow us up from where our parents left off. That's beautiful. Yeah. So parents, you know, this whole conversation, like what is parenting? How do we redefine it? How do we make it simple? You know, so many parents, uh, when this stuff happens, especially when your kid has ADHD, if they have an anxiety disorder, if they have a spectrum, you know, that they're, they're right. differently wired in some way, you know, it's hard to get past the fear. It's hard to get past predicting the future and saying, oh my God, my kid is going to be X, Y, Z, or it's my fault, or I'm ashamed, or whatever. If you can set that aside and not react from fear and insecurity and from your own patterning to really take a step back and recognize that there's stuff going on beneath the surface here that you're not noticing. And even if you don't know what they need in the moment, it's okay. What they need from you is probably a hug and a kind word and, a, you know, don't try to fix them, right? Don't try to convince them to feel better. Don't try to change their mind in that moment. It's not going to work. You know, let them feel those emotions. Don't look at them like, oh, my God, there must be something wrong with you, right? It's like, right. how do we remind ourselves in these moments of crisis? Sometimes, you know, it's, it's really a crisis. So, Naomi... To summarize this conversation, if you had a minute to really break it down in simple, in the most simple way you can, like, what is your job as a parent? How do you know you're doing it right? For me, mm -hmm. parenting is for my child to know that no matter what, he can always come to me. That's 
what parenting is, uh, when you just to create a connection with your child, that no matter what, they always come back to you. That's that's parenting, and allowing for everyone to feel who they are and to grow. One thing is self care is so important. It's so important that parents take time to fill their soul, to feel their joy, chase what makes you happy. We need to take care of ourselves and have joy in our own life so then we can share that joy with our child instead of sharing our anger and our frustration with them, we're sharing our joy with them. I love that, Naomi, because so many parents feel guilty for taking care of themselves. They don't make time for it because it's not a priority. And I think as a model for your child, when they're looking at you, they're like, okay, this is what adults are like, right? right. If you are not happy or joyful, if you're not pursuing what is passion, what you're passionate about, you're showing your child what it is to be an adult. Hey, being an adult is thankless, it's boring, it's stressful, it's, it's crazy making, you know, I'm angry all the time. Like, why as a child as I'm looking at you as my parent why would I want to be an adult and be responsible and follow your rules you don't seem like you know you have your stuff together I don't trust that and it doesn't feel right to me and I'm gonna not not do it not do it I'm not gonna do it right because they're not liking what they're seeing in the mirror they're not like the way you're treating them yeah and so they they're gonna step back instead of step in yeah so to summarize what you said, I think it's brilliant, is first of all, no matter what, make that connection with your child. Yes. Let them know that no matter what, you are a safe space for them to yes. come to. And you are Without that, judgment, right? unconditional love. Like I say, you got to love through the good, the bad, and the ugly. You have to love your child. And I always say, as long as you tell me the truth, we can work through anything. Mm -hmm. And when we can create that level of comfortableness for our child, our child's going to come back. Mm. If we're resistant and we're telling them everything they're doing wrong, they're going to go to their friend who's going to have more influence on them than you are. Yeah. All right. I love it. We're going to end it there. Thank you so much, Naomi. Thank you. It was great. This has been Yulia, Executive Function Coach, and I help parents and their kids create better systems for getting along and getting stuff done. And my guest was the lovely (laughs) Naomi Rodriguez, Conscious Parent Coach, and we're going to have links to both our websites, and I uh, encourage you to explore both and go find some resources and reach out if there's any way we can help you we'd love to hear your biggest takeaways in the comments or via email Uh, we'd love to hear from you and give us a like or thumbs up if it resonated with you thanks so much see you next time